Barney's doesn't guarantee success. Vogue doesn't guarantee success. What guarantees success is if you actually find an audience that actually loves your product. We've been very slow to change in terms of how technology has impacted our lives. A new social network can pop up overnight and completely change our business model. Hello and welcome to the Glossy Podcast, our weekly show in which we discuss fashion, luxury, and technology with the people making change happen. My name is Shreen Patak and I'm the managing editor at Glossy. And before we get to this week's episode, I want to tell you what we'll be doing in two weeks. On the podcast episode in two weeks from now, we will be at the NRF's Retail Big Show here in New York, coming from you live from the event. So be sure to tune in then. And now on to this week's episode, this week's guest, Tim Kopp. Executive Creative Director at Under Armour Sportswear. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. I think you you are in a very interesting place in in the design and fashion world and in the retail world. Um, what was it? I mean, I want to take go back a little bit before we start going forward, and I want to talk a little bit about when you first joined Under Armour. Um, what was what was it that drew you to this, um, and what was kind of the ambition behind coming to Under Armour and and trying to change how, how they actually approach design and fashion. Mm-hmm. You mean they Under Armour or? Well, what was your, I mean, what was it firstly that drew you to the brand? Mm-hmm. I have been, I mean, I've been following the brand. I've, I, I've worked for uh, one of their competitors in the past a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I thought was interesting with Under Armour is that they had carved out a space in, in the athletic world. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, started earning pedigree there, you know, you know, Steph Curry, you have like the athletes, et cetera, et cetera. They, they, they were obviously not making a big mark in like the, more the lifestyle and, and, and the fashion arena where you have other competitors doing that already that have been around mm-hmm. longer. And I think that's where when, when uh, I was asked the question if I, would, if I was going to be interested in doing that, where the interest came and um, where there was like a real opportunity also like to create something that was fitting for Under Armour in, 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 in a space and a time where everybody is tapping into the athletics and linking that to fashion and lifestyle and where I had my past experiences that I could link with what I'm doing with my own brand in, in, in a brand that has obviously the resources, that has the power, that has the know-how, that has also like the visibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and but But not really like what there was a plan but there's still like it's a startup the company that we've created within the big company or the concept that we've created within the big company and i think that's the that's the big uh that's the big opportunity and also the thing that that excites me that that it's not like a set thing and you come in and you follow certain rules that have already been set and and we we we're building a new team we're building a new aesthetic that um you know that that has to evoke yeah. an interest with people that know the brand but they don't know this side mm-hmm. or would have never expected this side from the brand yeah well let's let's a lot to unpack there but let's talk about the first thing i mean under armor had you know especially at the now and but as well as when you joined i mean there was so much cachet in the sports world like you had every major athlete wearing it you know people would go crazy over sneaker releases mm-hmm. um and yet, you know, everyone always talked about, you know, the, especially when you, when the announcement came that you were going to join them, everyone talked about, oh, okay, now they're going to get after the fashion part mm-hmm. of the world. Right. I mean, you know, people used to say all this thing like, oh, well, these are, these shoes are very ugly. This is before you joined. Mm-hmm. Shoes are very ugly. These shoes may be cool, but nobody, you know, mm-hmm. the man on the street who's very fashionable may not want to wear these on the street. 
I mean, you did you get kind of open creative license when you joined? Like now do this or what was it like? Um, it's there, There's a tremendous amount of freedom. Mm-hmm. But there's also from my end, having a corporate experience, a knowledge that that has to fit within the brief. Um, and the brief is a consumer. It's a certain aesthetic, and uh, and it's also like an expectation of where we bring the business. Mm-hmm. And that's another side. It's not just like creating a beautiful drawing and then like <laughs> letting it letting it out, and then oh wow, it's going to get some press. But what, who's going to buy it? I think it's very important to tap into that consumer that we think is important for UAS. Mm-hmm. Um, they've obviously been able to do that for their athletic brand. Mm-hmm. There, there, there is a lot of controversy around like certain designs. But when you reach a certain level and when you're speaking to millions of people you will get that and i think that controversy is also it's helping like create conversations within the company that help like elevate the design and that help like put you know questions behind what you do within within a company like that where where you sometimes end up within a big structure you end up within like working within a bubble mm-hmm. uh, with the with the team that you know and you kind of like go ahead go forward and this and that it's important to have you can cons- to have uh, these conversations with consumers and make sure that they that they are critical mm-hmm. and um i i was i was very critical myself when i joined you know because there are a lot of things that that i was like that's that might not be like what i would do <laughs> but it's it's interesting that there are a lot of people looking at Under Armour and seeing the potential of the brand Mm -hmm. to go a lot further Mm -hmm. with things in lifestyle that they haven't been able to like tap into. And that is, like I said before, very, very important in this day and age where everybody is dressing differently than than 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. where athletics was athletics and then fashion was fashion or lifestyle, whatever. um, And where these two have merged completely together. So bringing those two together um, with a company that has... The mm-hmm. functional aspect already is, yeah, something that's. I mean, it came very natural to me. Yeah. 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 You mentioned resources earlier. Um, obviously, very different coming into multi-billion-dollar company, and you can, you you do have creative license. You can be critical. You can decide what you want to do. As a designer, how did that? Um, how did you approach that? Because not every designer, especially you know, say those that are just starting out. I mean, imagine somebody starting out today. You know, they don't have the resources an Under Armour has. Um, does that change how you design? Does that change how you think about creatively your designs? Um, yeah, I mean, it is I, because I have my own brand, so right. I think differently. Right. I mean, we produce a lot of things in Europe. We uh, work with uh, Italian fabrics, mm-hmm. and we work with uh, tailors, and and uh, and a lot of other things that are traditionally accepted within the fashion world and we also try to see how we can evolve that mm-hmm. with Under Armour it's completely different where you have certain technologies that are that have been developed specifically for the athlete and to improve what they're doing on the field and how do we transform them into a more in in in, in a parka or in or in a trench coat or in or in a chino pant or something mm-hmm. how can we apply those technologies to that piece without making it like the track pant that they already have in mm-hmm. the athletic uh, assortment um, and you work with factories and you work with uh, suppliers that work with you specifically on getting, creating new fabrics or new technologies to uh, produce a garment, mm-hmm. which as a small brand is like, is well, you can, you can be artisanal uh-huh. and you can be creative that way. But if you work with uh, a bigger brand, you can, you can develop things which is from the resource side, from the from the factory side, is a huge investment. Mm-hmm. But they also know that 
you know, the units they're going to get and the return is going to be a lot bigger than when they work with a smaller brand where it's more about the prestige and, and mm-hmm. you know, working with that brand and, I don't know, the novelty. Whereas here right. it's like, okay, how can we make something that, and that's the difficulty, that's the innovative side of, of Under Armour and also UAS. And that's something that you cannot achieve in like one season. Mm-hmm. How can we introduce innovation in a way that, that it would actually change the way people dress? That's a bigger thing. That's not just done in one season. No, I mean one of you know I remember you you had you had a, a, you had a suit in mm-hmm. one of your first collections. It was it was like a knit suit, but you you made the suit, and it was it was a surprising, but it sort of gave people a direction of is this where Under Armour Sportswear is going to go? Is this the the lifestyle change that we're talking about um, under Tim Coppins, where it's going to be? It's a mix of something somebody wears on the street every day, but it's made with very pliable different fabric. I mean, is that still the direction? Yeah. How do you? Yeah. I mean, how do you sort of, and it's very interesting what you said. It's like, it's not, it's not a thing you change in a season. It's something mm-hmm. that's a lifestyle. This is how people are going to wear and dress. Yeah. Give us a glimpse inside what goes on in there. Well, there's, there's a, <laughs> I think what is important is that we stay, for me, within the, for me as a creative director for UAS, that we stay within the parameters of what is, what is going to help and benefit um, your everyday performance. Whether that is wearing like a, track jacket or, or a trench coat or a or, or, or a tailored jacket or um, a five pocket stretch denim for the girl denim we don't make denim but like a chino for the girls or or like a dress that is cut differently or something that you can wear in the office that that performs and I think that's always like one of the one of the elements that we have to stay true to because that's part of like that mm-hmm. under armor um, resource that we that we take from from the bigger brand but then then it's also aesthetically like taking elements from um sportswear american sportswear i mean that tagline is Amer- modern american sportswear how do we do how would we, how would we uh, modernize that um but i wouldn't say that it's going to be a collection full of suits mm-hmm. or trench coats there will be a track jacket there will be a sweatshirt mm-hmm. but it's about like bringing all these elements together and creating that lifestyle creating that wardrobe for somebody that goes out there and and doesn't necessarily feel like he's wearing something entirely new but feels the benefit of it like in the stretch components in the water repellency and the way it's engineered the lightness um all those things you know without without calling it out too much without like making it like a high-tech performance suit it's gonna jacket. give you your heartbeat as you're walking around that's not no that's, that's not like, maybe it is but it's right. gonna be hidden in there and it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna come out somewhere but it's gonna be done in a sophisticated way so that suit jacket was one of those things also like it's yeah it's a fully it's a fully knit fabric and it's fully taped and all that kind of stuff but it, on the outside it looks like a very classic uh tailored jacket it's just um, performing differently yeah slim cut um all of that like a pocket with a zipper etc etc but on the outside it looks quite classic and tailored and Mm. and that's something that speaks to a lot of guys out there Mm. um and you can wear on different occasions Mm -hmm. you can wear going to work you can wear on the weekend you can wear out and and uh, it's not just like you can wear it on a field track uh, in patagonia while you're running around exactly (laughs) let's talk about the american part Mm -hmm. of that sportswear how do you see sort of america the the fashion industry in the u.s um, and what do you see as some of the bigger differences between, say, American fashion or American design culture um, and European design culture? I mean, when I came here, my, the f- one of the, I think one of the biggest things that I saw, and as, as a designer, having uh, been to the academy in Antwerp and, and school there, and just be very 
very uh, creative and conceptually schooled. Right. When you come here, is the business focus <laughs> and is the focus on like, okay, we have to build a brand and we have to be able to um, make money out of it. That's like the bigger focus. And I think that's not a bad thing, but I think it should be balanced out. And I think it's, it's we get a lot of kids also that, um, that go to school here. And it's sort of like, I think, I think it's important when you, when you go to school, I was in the jury for the academy um, in June, and I realized how important it is to really th let that creativity develop itself. Mm. Once you have that creativity, um, you have to figure out how to, mm, that's not, that's like maybe like a dirty word for a lot of, commercialize it. Um, and, and because that's essentially what you're going to try and do, like build a business out of that, right? You're selling. Otherwise, you're, you're selling yeah. something. You're not sitting in a dark basement with, right. your, with your clothing. But I think there's there's a difference between like, do, I mean, I guess, you know, you there's an execution of that product, but there's also coming to to make new product and be innovative. And I think you can only do that when you know how to like think completely free. I think the, the most creative companies were probably by people that had established something before that were probably like doomed to die from the first day they 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 started their business and but that's how you create new things mm -hmm. um and i think that's something in in um i think the entrepreneurship here mm -hmm. is top but i think in in design i think you you think you have to be careful when you graduate when you start that you can let that design that creative aspect be free enough um and and have it let the right uh, mm -hmm. network around it that can help it uh, create the business around it also you know and, and yeah. i think i think that was something when i came here it's like it's very like i felt it was very very much focused on the business yeah how is this going to how is this particular thing going to make money yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think i think with with like with something like like under armor where 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 kevin had this thing like he was you know making this t-shirt and because you know he needed a like a like well, he started that was, it with that, that, that yeah with right. a, with a with a compression t-shirt and and that one idea like built out to something mm -hmm. like huge um for for him and for his company mm -hmm. and um and that's great and i think then you know then it's key to get like more creative elements in there to really keep on innovating and then bring that together and, and build a business out of that mm -hmm. um because at some point you have to diversify and you have to like also like open up your business and create more stuff yeah um, more ideas but one of the things that's i mean especially happening um in the industry today is sort of a move towards you know designers saying oh i need to now understand business i mean even more than they used to i mean every designer is saying um <clears throat> we had tanya taylor on this podcast a few weeks ago and she was saying i never thought i'd need to learn how to how to market this and how to do budgets and how to figure this out mm. i mean it's like a designer has to be more than you know, drawing and creating these products, he or she also has to learn how to build the business. And it feels like the industry is moving that way. I mean, you've got new ways to sell things. You've got shows are changing. You've mm -hmm. got, and that's changing the entire logistics and process with which a designer used to be able to create, right? Yeah. How does that kind of net out? Because I think it's, a, yeah, I think it's important that you know the business, but I think it's also important that you surround yourself with the right partners that can, that can help build your business. Mm -hmm. Because, it's very difficult as a designer, as, as a creative, to be and the CEO and the business person. And there's, I mean, there's a, an example of a current designer that, you know, became the CEO of his company, but he created his company, mm -hmm. he created his DNA, his aesthetic, because that's what he is all about. Mm -hmm. That's set. 
you know, you can have a whole army of people now working for you and, and continue that. Because the vision is already, because the he's vision already is there. The vision. But to create that vision and to be able to do that, I mean, same with Burberry. I mean, it's like, I mean, you have to, that, that takes a while, you know, and I think at some point you have to surround yourself with the right people that have, it's very rare that some, I mean, I, I, I haven't met a lot of people that can like excel in both creative and business it's also very hard because it's there's there's too much mm-hmm. it would i mean I, I think it would like fuse your brain or something because it's 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 a lot of work yeah. but it's good to have an insight right you can't be completely again no. sitting in your dark basement up i think that's impossible and that's something that um i would not i would not want either you yeah. have I, I need an overview i need to have meetings with what the business side is about and, and, and stores and how are we going to build this product and what's, what's, what are interesting things to create mm-hmm. um, and what would make sense to help and expand businesses. So then let's get a glimpse inside, inside Under Armour Sportswear. How does, <coughs> how, does it, how does it all look and work together? Because it seems like, that seems like a really good option for somebody who, wants, who needs to run a business and you know, understand that, but also gets the partnerships around you. You've got the people at Under Armour who you know, know what they're doing in that sense. You've got a great marketing operation that can do all of it. And you've got the resources around you. Um, how have you set up the team? How does a team work and look? And what is the driving force, you'd say, behind sort of what, you've, what you're doing at Under Armour Sportswear? The team is, well, we have a design part. So that's... Um, we have women's wear, men's wear, and we have uh, we do the footwear, the accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a merchandising part. There's a there's a PR part, and then there's a, a, a the business part. Mm-hmm. So it, and and all these people, singular people, are part of the team. It's a very small team, but there's a there's a there's a there's a very tight communication between between all these people. So there's not too many layers, mm-hmm. and I think that's important. It's sometimes it's challenging because you have a few. You have only a few people to work with, but it also speeds up things, so we don't have to go through and cut through through too many layers, um, and that's really that's really beneficial to get something done uh, fast and to get ideas out and to make those happen. Uh, example is the pop-up store where you know small team like rent a space, do this, do that, go go do a shoot, uh, lay out a little book, little magazine, uh-huh. and we have a couple clothes and we organize a, a little a little launch and that's it. And I assume that's not how it works if, you know, if Under Armour was launching I don't a know. Steph I Curry. Well, it's a big, it's a bit, it's, it's a big a little, business. Yeah, it's a big, but it's a little bigger and it's probably going to go, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things in, involved also. I think we can still do that because, and, and, and I feel also that that's a way to create authenticity. Hmm. That's a way to create um, a connection with the consumer and and you felt that also with the opening of the pop-up store that there was there was there was a cool vibe there was an authenticity people came and, and checked it out there were a lot of friends of friends but there were also people that just wanted to see what was happening mm-hmm. so so that's sort of like how it's how it's set up there and it helps to be creative how much of a separation then um, do you see in a consumer's mind between what you're doing with Under Armour Sportswear and then the Under Armour, the compression t-shirts, the leggings mm-hmm. I wear to yoga, the, you know, the, the completely different part of it, which, you know, I'd argue is the sports, but what I do to the gym and then what I wear outside. I mean, does a consumer need to understand that these two are different and then accordingly sort of recalibrate, oh, here's where, what I'm going to do and what I'm going to wear? Or do you think that this is actually going to end up being the same and somebody's just going to not really know or even care? I think it's different. Okay. Yeah, visually also, I think there's a big difference. First of all, how we show the product, how we shoot the product, the the, the choice of models, the you know the whole creative direction around like the visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing. Then the product itself, like we have an, an Oxford shirt, we have 
we have a we have a skirt we have um we have a we have a we have a we have a trench coat for a girl like a wool with like a a, a laminated jersey on the back so all these garments are are, are not really part of like the the under armor mm-hmm. uh, assortment um which is athletics so i think that's also like that's also something that we have to be careful for that if we do a more athletic inspired piece that it's lifestyle enough that you can also see it on the street mm-hmm. uh, give me an example of that well we have uh, we have a tracksuit mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 colored box and I think you could you could probably wear it to the gym right but it's it doesn't have the the same I don't know the same the same under armor dna as what you would expect from like a tracksuit when you warm up for like for like tennis or something and you you throw it in your in your in yeah. your bag in your gym bag and then you go and play tennis it has more of a lifestyle element it's and also you more could, expensive it's yeah because the make is different right. the fabrics are different so you're not gonna you know? just throw in your sweaty gym bag and hope for the best here no hopefully not <laughs> hopefully not but it's it's just i think aesthetically i think it looks it looks different enough to mm-hmm. separate it from like the athletic and the athletic consumer stuff. has to know this I mean, they, they have, have to, to understand know this that. they have to know this so that's that's also not something that is done in one season right. uh and then you mentioned that you brought up a good point there's a there's a price difference um there's we we, we have different units so we don't make we have a di- limited distribution also we have our our online we have our brand house and then um we have a a bunch of stores uh we have barneys we have, we have some yeah. supporters etc and and that's um that's it so yeah. we don't distribute worldwide mm-hmm. it's it's kept like that also because it's important to like slowly grow it but i think there's a lot there's enough touch points to see that it's different from under armor yeah. How much do then, you know, kind of going back to a previous point, how much does, you know, the business consideration drive your designs and your creativity? A lot. How does that play out? And what's that like? Because that's, di- that's different. I mean, you have your own brand too. And of course, business is still important, mm-hmm. but you don't have, you know, all these other people there saying, well, this is the numbers we need to hit. I do. Okay. Tell yeah. me how that looks. Tell me how that works. <laughs> it's the same. It's That's the executive part of the executive. Yeah, but it's director. the same thing. I mean, okay. it's in, in the end, you know, it's about blah blah but it's not blah blah but it's like it's (laughs) margins it's like units it's like you know where are we gonna sell and are we gonna sell through and blah 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 the whole thing um because i want to i want to do the next season right that's that's you don't want this to be the last (laughs) no i don't want it to be the last and i and and that's 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 for everything you do i think so you you have to have a healthy healthy balance between creative and what do we show editorially what do we show to the customer what excites the customer there's a couple of pieces in the pop-up store that were made to excite people visually that actually have a good response also commercially. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know, but that works that way. On the other hand, we have pieces that we know are doing well right now. We have an Oxford shirt that is selling really well. We have a, we have a tailored jacket that is a little bit more classic, but that does have like Under Armour DNA, like all the pockets and all the stuff that you need to, to optimize that tailored jacket. It's not something that like excels in like whoa this is an amazing piece from Under Armour, mm-hmm. but it sits within the the product that we that we um, that we offer very well. Uh, it's solid, something that I would wear, it's something that somebody else would wear, and that's that comes in the right colors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So those are like business considerations that we discuss with the merchandising team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there is there is there is that part which is very important. Um, and then there's an, on the other hand, there's a freedom where, yeah, whatever, um, right. let's do something. If we have, if we have a conversation with the women's wear designer and then we say, okay, let's do something printed all over the place. And I don't know what, then, then that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then that's fine. Yeah. 
Do you see, um, obviously there's been so much, a lot of design and a lot of clothing is moving towards, you know, perform, people call it different things. Um, there's one word we haven't used it, which is athleisure, but mm-hmm. people call it all sorts of performance wear, life wear. Um, do you see more design moving this way in the, in the coming years or in the coming seasons? Um, because everybody's, I think, acknowledging that this is not just a fad. I mean, there was a point in which they said, oh, wearing leggings outside with sneakers is going to be a fad, and then Mm -hmm. everyone's going to get over it, and we'll go back to formal wear. And now it's like, well, actually, people dress this way. People wear this to work. There's an Mm -hmm. increasing casualization of culture um, inside offices, inside schools. How do you see other, do you see sort of this moving, creating a really, do you think that this is a turning point for sort of the design industry and the fashion industry that this will actually flow through to all types of brands? Um, yeah, but I'm also, I was, while you were asking the question, yeah. I was trying to think like how far back does this go? Okay. Pretty far. I don't think tights are new. I think tights yeah. are, tights are new because you wear them in the gym. had them in the 80s, I hear. Yeah. And, there you was know, just neon then. Yeah, there was just neon, but there was all, there was there, there were tracksuits. I mean, when I was fifteen, I had a big, <laughs> a big nylon like, blue like uh, Tommy Hilfiger track okay. pant that okay. I wore with like a, with like a polo shirt, like a new Saint Laurent polo shirt. You ah. know, my head at fifteen. Yeah. Wow, very stylish. I like it. Very stylish. We need a we need yeah, a picture yeah. of this later. Well, there were no there were no iPhones back then, so that's <laughs> too bad. That was yeah. convenient. <laughs> Um, no, but those, I mean, those things have all, I mean, there was, there was hip hop culture is like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you go back in the books, there's a lot of references that you will see popping up yeah. now again. I think the difference is that people's lives have changed and that, for example, like a gym, mm-hmm. um, in Europe, mm-hmm. if you would have said as a 20 year old or like a, like a 25 year old, Hey mom, I'm going to the gym or Hey, I, I'm going to the gym to your friends or whatever, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, you know that's that's not the coolest thing it was like oh, what are you going to do in a gym and this and that and so that whole thing has like it's part of people's lives now and that has changed i think you know brands that typically would make sports clothes um a lot of under armors competitors and under armor would would have done this as their sole business uh-huh. i think adidas had you know probably like with with originals and 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 some of the other things maybe like i don't know 20 i don't know how many years but they mm-hmm. they've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. um but still very sporty for a very young consumer um and and then that that has completely changed now i think you know there's there's just like this this technology is not solely available for athletic companies but people that make other clothes like you know the, the bigger brands of the world that make just like casual and, and fashion mm-hmm. uh, have discovered these factories these technologies are readily available there's there, there's that part there's also like the the pe- people have changed they they go to the gym and and they they want to look good in the gym you know it's like you go in the gym you go out the gym and and it's like there, there's no more separation there was a big um you know, during the presidential can um, the the debate, yeah, debate. Uh, on CNN, I think yeah. you know, I don't know how far I should go with calling out like all these yeah, like names. Yeah, um, there was like after the after the debate, there was um, there was like a, a I think a thirty second clip Adidas uh-huh. about the brand, and it showed like it showed yeah. the lifestyle element of it. Doing that on primetime television after after something like that shows how important it is sure. for brands to yeah. tap into that market mm-hmm. because it is. Kids these days, they are not going to dress with a suit when they go on their first interview. Mm -mm. And it's not expected. 
I'm still sometimes impressed when we get people in to interview with a suit. I mean, it's so surprising. It's almost like, oh, this man is wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't expect it. No, I think I think, and that, I I don't know how. It, I mean, maybe in I don't know how many years, but let's say like in twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. When the generation that is now five years old, five mm-hmm. ten years old. There will be a time when I don't know if people will still get married then because everything goes really fast. Maybe it's like a, maybe it's a different kind of contract or I don't know, like some some iris like connection that you build and you go to the doctor and you have like oh boom. I love this. This know. is a great episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, this exactly. should be a great yes. episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> but you know that that could all change very rapidly. All that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, we use. I mean, there's 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 a lot of things I think that are already there that are not known for us that are not known to us that will that will happen in the next ten years. Mm-hmm. But I think all, I don't know what we were talking about now, I lost my thread. But <laughs> well, and that's actually an interesting point. I mean, you said, you, I mean, the presidential election, and that's why, that's why this came right. up. But that's a what about thing. the rest of, <laughs> what about the rest of the country? Do you, I mean, so often we talk about design and fashion and many other industries like finance and media, and they tend to be concentrated in the coasts. And so often what we see around us is, culturally you mm-hmm. know new york where yeah. very different from i don't know omaha or nebraska mm-hmm. yeah. but you're but you're at under armor under armor is not just selling to new york city it's not selling just to la it's selling everywhere i mean is that trend i mean is that trend also something that you're seeing kind of nationally is this something that's happening in the middle of the country well i also go to uh I was in Lomazzo, I was in uh, in Wuch, I was in um, a lot of other small villages in Europe. So I'll, it's not just about like the West Coast and the East Coast, but it's it's about the rest of the world. Like there's certain, uh, there, there's London, there's New York, there's LA, there's Paris, all these cities. There's Berlin, and then there's the rest of the world. There are definitely, there are definitely differences, but we, we are a lot more connected. Also, in, I think it's it's amazing how kids these days know Mm-hmm. what's happening with and how connected they are social media there's one generation that like what i mentioned like when i was working um when i started working i was i was connected in my in my environment in in antwerp in belgium but there was no instagram there was no connectivity or other than like the the, the motorola iphone with like that looked like a brick and like <laughs> had a big antenna and, and unfortunately I, didn't have a camera <laughs> no i didn't have a camera it was really cool and uh <laughs> And it, yeah, and um, and that was it. Um, yeah. But now there's so much more, you know. I'm everybody's connected, so everybody's kind of kind of knows what's going on, and mm-hmm. um, or st- or I think there's also like what what is also interesting is that like if you were thought of being like a weirdo, there's actually a lot more people like you, right. and you can connect with a lot more people. When I when I grew up in my village, that. Well, there was only like one person, I think, that mm-hmm. was thinking maybe like me and he probably also moved out. Mm-hmm. I still connect. I still go back from time to time, but there were not a lot of people that you connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it's a lot more easier to find touch points. That gives room for creativity. Gives room for cases. creativity. And I think there's still a lot of isolated places in the world. I think it's I think it's a good thing that we're not so isolated anymore. I wish that some people that are still isolated, even though they're very visible, mm-hmm. um, would not be left isolated. Right. Yeah, that's a different kind of thing, and I think that's something that like, that that then you go to politics and something else, mm-hmm. and then I get very frustrated when I talk about that because I think um, that has nothing to do with fashion. And uh-huh. sometimes when I think about that, then I think what we're doing in fashion is like 
it's interesting and it's creative and all of that, but I don't think it's that important sometimes when you compare it to like the other things in the world that, so you kind of like, what are we doing? Like there's so many things that are being created. There's so much product in the world. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important also to think about like that side of what we're doing and how Mm -hmm. do we make that relevant in, in a time when there's so much other shit going on and, and product and consumption and just like, do you think fashion then needs to take itself more seriously or less seriously? Um, more. More seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, less and more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Both. Both. Yes. <laughs> the same yes. We're almost out of time. Mm-hmm. But before I let you go, I want to hear about a prediction that that you'd say in, in fashion and in, in design that you'd say is a little bit unusual, that maybe most people wouldn't agree with you on. I think Ivanka Trump, she will give up her jewelry brand and she will she will um no that's not a good one i think that's a pretty good one yeah but she will do something i think she will do do she will she will yeah she will move she will do something no i think because that she will she will buy they will buy fifth avenue and because well why not why not you can't get there anyway (laughs) you can't get there anyway and they will create something very unique i think that will yeah only be produced in America. Right. And I hope so. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully it's not just not just all red hats and they'll no, sell something yeah. more than that. Maybe. Or maybe just an entire collection of red hats. Red hats. That's yeah. another episode of Black no, Mirror. Santa I look Claus forward to. all day through, three sixty five days a year. See? No more uh, war on Christmas. Presents every day. Presents every day. And that's a very good point to end on. So thanks so much, Tim Coppins, for being on this week's episode of the Glossy Podcast. And thanks to you for listening to the first episode we had in the brand new year, 2017. We'll be back next week with more episodes of the Glossy Podcast.